Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro, and we are two weeks away from the NFL Draft. The Eagles, of course, holding the 12th selection overall in round number one. 11 picks in all. Where will they go with that first selection? Don't know. Don't have a feel for it. Could be certainly a cornerback, a defensive player, an end. Certainly the Eagles could use more punch in the pass rush game off the edge. How about wide receiver? There should be some good ones available. That is, of course, assuming the Eagles stay at number 12. And we don't know that at all. The Eagles have stayed quiet. No leaks. That's a good thing. Approach this with stealth precision. The Eagles know they must do a great job in this draft as they rebuild the roster for 2021 and beyond. They've done a little bit of that in free agency. Going after veterans, one-year contracts, low-risk, high-reward. One of those veterans is linebacker Eric Wilson, who we will meet here a little bit later on as we discuss the linebacker position. Now, look, I know how everybody views the linebacker position. The Eagles need more playmakers. It's going to be interesting to see what Jonathan Gannon's defense does and how they feature the linebackers. A big part of the defense in Indianapolis for sure this group of linebackers, well, who's on the field in 2021? It could be TJ Edwards in his third season, had a chance last year to really step forward and did to a degree, although injuries holding him back. Alex Singleton emerging as the team's leading tackler in 2020. Where does he fit in in 2021? And then how about the rookies from a year ago? Third round pick Davion Taylor from Colorado saw very little time as did Temple University's Sean Bradley. Are they ready to step up? And given everything with these virtual workouts versus in-person workouts, again, the young players really taking the brunt. If they're not on the field in the spring, how do they get better for the fall? That's the big question. Anyway, the Eagles signing Eric Wilson, and we'll talk to him in just a bit. Very engaging guy. But as we look at the linebacker position, we start at the coach because Nick Rallis is only 26 years old, having been with the Vikings the last three seasons as an assistant linebackers coach, played at the University of Minnesota. Extremely energetic guy. And his path to the NFL, well, not exactly traditional. And to be a position coach at 26, well, that's almost unheard of. He will talk about Eric Wilson here, who emerged in 2020 with the Minnesota Vikings. So without further ado, an exclusive one-on-one with Eagles linebackers coach Nick Rallis. Hi, Nick. It's nice to meet you. Um, uh, your your resume, your profile, very interesting. Um, so let's get into it here. Um, it's your first coaching experience as a primary position coach. You've been in the league for three years. Football seems to have been your life since you were in the womb. Um, so what what do you feel really prepared you for this moment? Um, well, thanks for having me. First off, Dave, I would say the thing that's prepared me, you know, the big picture, kind of like you said, is my whole life has been really centered around football. And so kind of everything I've done has been, you know, early on, obviously you're a player and you're trying to get better there, but then once you're done playing, it's all about coaching and like, whether it was being a player or being a coach, 
you know, everything I've done has been centered around the game. So I would say, you know, that alone is what's prepared me for this moment. Now, throughout the way, I mean, you look at each step, um, like when I'm a kid, it's, it's my family that exposed me to it. And like my dad coached me um, from the jump, you know, since I was just a little kid. And then my older brother, Matt, coached me in high school. And then I actually played with my other older brother, Mike, um, and he really showed me how to prepare um, and study opponents and, you know, learn a, a complex defense. So I would say, like, early on as a player, you know, they played a huge role. Um, and then kind of, you know, when I got into the NFL, you know, the one person that really sticks out on and having, like, a, a big role and really – helping develop my understanding of of scheme and everything like that was Jeff Howard who is with the Cleveland Browns right now as the the DB coach and pass game coordinator but he was with me in the Vikings and he actually kind of got me in the door and he really took me under his wing and and taught me everything and he's he's extremely smart and it he helped me he took the time now he pushed me like I he would he would you know get on me hard if I if I did something incorrect or anything like that and I would go back to my office I'd be like man this guy he pisses me off oh but then he'll like gosh yeah he's he's making me a lot better so I'd say like getting into the NFL you know he's really prepared me for this this opportunity and everyone else I worked with you know along along the way coach Zim um and everyone at the Vikings did I need to back up did you say that your father coached you first and then your brother? Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> what was that like? Um, fun. Good. I mean, <laughs> we, you know, we lived it. So uh, he was in college or whatever, and he was he came back and, and coached um, when I was in high school. And I just remember, like, us watching tape all the time because we were at home together or we were, you know, at the facility watching tape and um you know that was he was actually a quarterback so he gave me i was a safety he was a quarterback um he gave me a unique perspective in that sense um so yeah it was good nick i, I thought brothers were supposed to beat each other up over sports not yeah, that, um not that, coach each other that also happened <laughs> that, that happened plenty <laughs> What I, I know, I guess, I guess, look, you, you know, you grew up in Minnesota, you played college ball at University of, you coached with the Vikings. I mean, like, I grew up in outside of Philly. I've worked for the Eagles my whole life. I feel like that's my dream come true. For you as a Minnesota kid, you kind of lived the dream, didn't you? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, there's ups and downs of, of being at home, you know, you get to, uh, be around family like you, you love that especially during the downtime but then when it's when it's go time you know sometimes that's difficult like they don't they don't quite understand why you can't can't come over for christmas well i'm i'm, I'm working right now you know we, we got a game coming up this week so um but yeah being able to, to be at home was uh a unique experience and you know i, I cherished cherished those years definitely uh, how would you describe yourself as a linebacker? And, and did you 
have aspirations to play in the NFL? Um, I did. I definitely did. I was working extremely hard towards that, but I guess I would describe myself as a linebacker as someone who wasn't athletic enough to play in the NFL. Um, but, you know, I was a, a smart kind of a sawed off shotgun, you know, I'm only, only five eleven, but, um, I had some, I had some snap to me, but I just, I just wasn't big enough or fast enough really. So Nick, I mean, I gotta be honest with you. It sounds like your life path was going to be football. Was there a plan B if it didn't work out? Well, you know, like getting towards the end of what I could kind of tell, like my career was probably winding down as a player. Um, I thought I thought about, you know, different avenues of maybe going into business or um, I actually thought about going more towards the um, strength and conditioning side. But I had two coaches who are actually with the 49ers. Now I had them in college, Dustin Perry and Shay Thompson, and, the, and they were on the sports science side, the strength and conditioning side. And, and I learned a lot actually from those guys on skill development or the, the physical development that really underpins your techniques. And they were like, nah, man, go, go get on the coaching side because you really can have more influence on the player's development in actuality. So they, they kind of steered me towards the coaching side. And then, and then my coach, uh, Mike Sherrills, who's my position coach, he was actually recruiting me to come be his graduate assistant when I was done. So um, kind of all signs were pointing towards that. And, you know, I thought I would, it would be something I'd be good at. So it was kind of a, once I made my mind up on it, like it was kind of a no brainer. It, it was a smooth transition. I wonder, was there ever at all like a, an eye opening moment where you said, geez, these coaches, they work a lot harder than I worked hard as a player. But being a coach is like at a totally different level. No, um, I actually I actually found it being a little bit easier as a coach because as a player, um, I wanted to be as prepared and understanding the opponent as a coach was. So I did put in that time. The hard part is you have to physically and mentally be at like peak performance week in and week out. And the balance of that is difficult, especially, you know, in my career, I, I had a lot of different, you know, injuries going on and it, and it made it hard. And then I got into coaching and it was like, all I got to do is the mental now. Oh, this is easy. And so, yeah, you put in more hours. Um, but if, if you love it, you, it doesn't, it doesn't bother you too much as long as you get enough sleep. You know, so you're not cranky the next day, but yeah, it, it was, it wasn't too bad. Nick, you came into the NFL. You were a quality control coach. I, I got to tell you, I'm not sure that a lot of fans really understand what a quality control coach does. What responsibilities did you have in that job? Yeah, so, you know, I think it's different um, from every team. And, and even within, you know, the team, different quality controls can have different roles. And, and my roles actually kind of changed throughout the years with the Vikings. So like, you know, a quality control, think of it as those positions are going to have to do some of the busy work of drawing the playbook or typing up the, the plays for practice on a script, um, 
putting together certain cutups, all of this stuff that is is somewhat tedious, but if you love it, you you really hone in, you do a good job, it makes you a better coach. Um, I was fortunate enough that that Coach Zimmer really, you know, took anything that I said and utilized it in the game plan. So just going through breaking down the opponents, which was one of my jobs, I gathered information on people. I was able to study the opponent. And so when we would game plan, I would actually bring things to the table. And he and he took all the information he could get. And it, and it helped me in my career that he allowed me to come in on game plan meetings and have a voice. And so my kind of role as a quality control coach changed throughout the years. You know, I, I, I took a big part in first and second down game planning, I would say, and, you know, knowing the opponent very well because I could get ahead like the, the, the week before. So Friday I'm starting to look at the next opponent, whereas like Zim, you know, he couldn't do that because he's got to call the plays. You can't, you can't cloud your mind. And so, you know, he's, he's cramming on Monday where I've had a little bit more time. So now I can start to bring certain things to him um, that helped with the game plan. So as a quality control coach, he actually allowed me to have that role and, and it helped. And then kind of later in my career, I did other things like the red zone or the protection schemes of the opponent because, you know, that's what he had me do. So I think it, it depends on team to team. Those are kind of my responsibilities with the Vikings. It sounds like early on that that was like a really major sign of respect i mean did you take it that way that as a young coach your voice was heard yes absolutely he he treated me very well um like as, as soon as i walked in the door you know i think it helps kind of being working with him on a daily basis that he he learns to to trust you when you do a good job and so um yeah i was very fortunate to be in that situation specifically for sure Nick, linebacker, the role of the linebackers over the years has changed a lot, right? Like in the NFL, yes. it's the physical description is different. The job responsibilities are different. What kind of athlete is required to play linebacker in the league these days? Well, I can tell you the one thing that I think is most important is, is motor. Just the relentless pursuit of the football um, coupled with the ability to run, I think, really makes a great linebacker. Now, in each scheme, it's different. Um, you know, depending on what's asked of the guys in coverage or in the run game can require different skill sets, and that's why you see a variety of different types of linebackers in the league. But I think the, the common theme is, you know, they gotta, they got to have motor and they got to be mean. Um, and I don't, that hasn't changed over the years. I think that's a pretty constant. You go back and you look at some of the great linebackers, that's what they had. They had motor and, and they played pretty nasty and, and violent. And the game is, the game is still that, you know, but now, but now there's so much space they have to cover. There's situational linebackers. It, it's really, I guess it's maybe, maybe I'm thinking there's just one definition for a linebacker, but that maybe isn't the case. No, it's, it's not. It's like you said, situationally. So, um, certain guys are playing certain roles in certain situations throughout the game. And, um, 
it really helps to actually have a variety of skill sets so that you can plug and place guys into certain roles that, that fit their strengths and you, you execute it at the, or you, you call those defenses at the right times throughout the game. And it really brings out those guys strengths and you get them on the field for what they're good at. Um, so I, I can't say you can just peg, you know, a linebacker looks like this. I think they, they come in all kinds of shapes and sizes and speeds and strength levels and aware awareness levels. So it's, it's, it's a variety out there. Last year, pro football focus uh, determined that Eric Kendricks was the best linebacker in the league. And I wonder as a coach, when you have a player who has that kind of success, what does that mean to you? Well, I was, I was excited just to see Eric go out and have the success that he had. Um, you know, me and him kind of talked throughout the year. Like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to fill his head with, with, you know, start thinking about it, but I'm like, Hey man, I just want you to know you're, you're playing at like an all pro level. Like I'm talking, you're, you're in discussions for, you are the best linebacker in the game right now. And he was like, Hey man, yeah, thanks. Yeah. That's not going to change how I prepare. And so I was just so happy for him to go out and have the success he was having because of his preparation. Um, it's unbelievable some of the stuff that he'll do like as a coach you you can't you don't have time to cover everything and like i remember we played dallas in 19 and he and he broke up a pass um on fourth and two to win the game and they were in an empty set and he was covering zeke and he was like yeah i, I knew he ran this was his top route and he was in this when he was in this location and empty and so i kind of anticipated and i'm like whoa like and most guys don't don't have that kind of savvy but he put in he puts in the time he's smart he has the tools like he he's a special player now like the thing you got to know as a coach is you have to be aware that you can take for granted some of the stuff he does and you don't realize that you're not actually coaching that he's just doing it and so all of a sudden now you're used to certain things happening like, okay, you know, he's getting under a certain route and a certain coverage and uh, it's all gravy. And then he's all of a sudden he's out of the game for whatever reason and it's not happening. And you're like, wait a minute, why is, why is this not happening now? Well, then you realize like, oh, I'm not coaching this good enough. He's just doing it on his own. And so you really got to check with a player like Eric. He's so on it himself and he thinks through things thoroughly. And really, a lot of those guys on that defense were that way. Anthony Barr, uh, Harrison Smith, Anthony Harris, like those guys think through it together and they talk about it with each other when the coaches aren't around. And they're really like, they're coaches. They're coaches on the field. Um, and that really is what raises their game to another level, in my opinion. I wonder, Nick, what, what, and you kind of have touched on this a bit, but what does a linebacker need to show you to be successful in this defense? Um, like I said, motor and mean, man. They got they gotta they gotta be relentless to the football and they gotta they gotta play physical. They gotta play violent. Um yeah, that's everyone that's what this defense is all about. Just not just the linebacker position, just across the board is 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 hustle and intensity. For you, I, I'm sure you've answered this question in one way or another through the years. You're a young guy. There's going to be players in this roster who are older than you. 
Uh, how do you gain the respect of players at your age? Yeah, you know, I think it, the age is really irrelevant. Players want to get better. They want a coach that is going to let uh, that get them to hit their ceiling. And so I would expect the players, you know, when I, I talked to all of them, all the linebackers and I, and I told them, I said, Hey, you don't have to decide right now if you like me or not as a coach, you can wait until we get going. You just, you just got to know that I'm going to give you my all. And, you know, I told them that. And when they get here, it's my job for them to hit their ceiling, whether I'm 60 years old or, you know, in my twenties, it doesn't matter if, if I can get them better, you know, I would expect for them to to judge me off of that right respect me whether or not if i'm getting you to hit your ceiling last one for you nick football it's been your constant uh, why do you love this game so much what is it about football that is so enticing for you i don't know why do i get so excited to go in on my off week and uh start creating little tip sheets for the installs i don't know i don't know why that's so fun to me it just is um i I get very excited thinking about beating opponents i don't know what it is like i you know jg will tell you i mean i just we start talking about you know game planning guys and i just i just get excited inside i think it's the 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 competitive nature of the sport and just winning you know, like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to outwork you and I need to do it in a way that's smart as a coach. I need to be smarter and I need to outwork you and it's going to go out and show it on the field. And like, it's, it's my job to get the players to maximize their talent and, and go out and win. Like that, that excites me that, that competitiveness of the sport. And it's, 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 it's tough in this league. Now there's other really good coaches out there and really good players and um it's it's such a small margin of error and uh i enjoy that process of it nick i spoke to coach sirianni about you and um you know he he kind of intimated that you're the kind of guy who even if you're home with your wife and there's something on television and you're enjoying this very nice private moment with your wife that like secretly you're you're on your iPad um, trying to to get an advantage. Uh, true or false? Well, true, but it's actually it's it's not a secret. I set up an in-home office in the living room with a monitor, and you know we're we're actually moving into our new place out here. And she kind of got mad at me because I I was trying to set up an office in the living room, in the guest room, and out on the deck. And she was like, all right, this is getting out of control. You can't have an office in every room. Pick one room and that's what you get. <laughs> so I kind of set it up in the living room where, you know, I think I think Coach Sirianni said the bachelor, we don't watch that. We we're we're watching um, you know, Chicago PD. That's that's our show, Chicago PD. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm usually kind of multitasking and I'm I'm lucky to have a wife that doesn't doesn't mind at all. She she knows what I'm about. Yeah, I guess there's no secret when you're in that when you got to you got to make sure she knows straight up what she's getting herself into. Yeah, she definitely knew what she was getting into and and she's been great. So That's awesome. Hey man, welcome to Philadelphia. It's great to meet you virtually. Look forward to seeing you at Novacare. And um great interview. I I love talking to you and can't wait to see what these Eagles linebackers do.
Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Looking for a unique experience for the young Eagles fan in your life? Eagles virtual youth football and cheerleading clinics are now being offered on April 25th and May 16th. Register today at PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash clinics. One of the players that Rallis will coach in 2021, as you heard there, is Eric Wilson, who has played in the NFL for four seasons after being undrafted coming out of the University of Cincinnati. And then in 2020, forced on the field because of injuries, and he responded with a terrific season. Led the Vikings with 122 total tackles, had three interceptions, got into the backfield, nine tackles for loss, three forced fumbles. Really good season for Eric Wilson. And then he goes to free agency, and there's just not much there. The market dries up. So the Eagles swoop in, a one-year deal, and we'll see how he does in this Eagles defense. I can tell you one thing. After talking to him this week, he is ready to go and fired up about playing in Philadelphia. Let's meet Eric Wilson. Welcome, Eagles everywhere. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, along with new Eagles linebacker Eric Wilson, who is in the NovaCare complex for the first day. Uh, Eric, welcome to Philadelphia. Uh. Um, I know that your first experience in Philly was Temple Owls football at Lincoln Financial Field, right? Yeah. Uh, and then Minnesota Vikings came in here for the NFC Championship game in the 2017 season. What are your, we'll start with this, what are your kind of feelings on the culture, the sports culture, the football culture in this city? Yeah, the, the football culture in this city is phenomenal. Um, I truly love the, the passion and the energy that the fans bring. Um, everyone is very passionate and they love the Eagles and I greatly appreciate that love because you know the work that I put in every day um, truly loving what I do and truly um, you know prospering myself I greatly uh, appreciate that that fan support have they reached out to you and if so uh, in the time that you've become an Eagle how do they do it what is their message yeah everyone has said um, you know welcome to Philly um, glad you're in Philly, um, and and it's great to have that. Um, you know them. Um, I guess congratulate me and uh, welcome me with open arms. Um, it's great. People love football in this town, no doubt about it. Let's talk about your career. Interesting, great player at the University of Cincinnati. You don't get drafted, and you've gotten better every single year. What has been the key to your success? Um, I think work ethic. Work ethic. Um, you know, identifying different ways to get better um, and truly being consistent about it. And I think that is, um, you know, my mentality, continually improve um, myself each and every day. How much of it do you think, Eric, success in the NFL is a mental rather than a physical improvement? Yes. It's, you know, it's a, a part of the game is very mental. I think it's a, obvious the the physical game and the physical aspect, but um, having the, the mental awareness and the mental um, wellness to, to prosper your physical wellness is very important. For those Eagles fans who are not quite familiar with you, what do you bring to Philadelphia? Um, you know, I bring passion. I bring a lot of energy. Um, I bring a lot of, um, I think, versatility in my gameplay, the way I play, um, flying sideline to sideline, um, you know, making plays everywhere. What is, what is what is versatility? Does that mean you're a three-down linebacker? Does that mean you're going to line up on the line of scrimmage? I mean, is how important is that to being a great player at your position? Um, you know, it's tremendously important. Um, you know, offenses, um, you know, they try to scheme, move move pieces around to to put people in certain positions, and 
And when you have um, the skill set and the, the confidence to succeed in any position, um, it's tremendous, tremendously valuable. Um, whether that's sacked, whether that's online scrimmage, um, you know, in coverage, um, blitzing, it, it's all it's all amazing. And you know, I think I truly uh, have success and a great ability in all those aspects. Eric, how important was 2020 for you? Just knowing that you could be a full-time starter and a really good one and a really productive player and somebody who could be a leader for the Vikings on and off the field. Yeah, it was a great opportunity. Um, I think it showed um, a lot of people, a lot of teams, and, you know, they respect that. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for that. You know, I've, I've known that, and, and it was great to have that, that true opportunity, you know, to go out there and, and to make plays and, and show that, like you said, every every down, three down starter, three downs making plays in any situation. You seem like the kind of guy who never dwells on negatives. And in a press conference you had with reporters earlier, there were questions about, hey, why didn't you get drafted? Are you too small? Can you stop the run? And your answer was always a very positive one. Why? Um, because I that's definitely the way to um, to prosper and to improve yourself and to understand um, what to focus on and improve that. And I think it, it truly allows me to, to strengthen my strengths. And, um, you know, if some people think of things as, as weaknesses, think of it as just an opportunity to improve that aspect of your, your being or of your game. Have you been told along the way, Eric, that you weren't good enough to play at this level? Um, you know, if people did say that, I definitely didn't focus on it because um, everything that I've done was to truly um, thrive and have that success um, at this level. All right, so Nick Rellis is the linebackers coach. He worked with you in Minnesota. And I wonder, did you guys spend a lot of time together off to the side working on technique in the film room? Um, how instrumental was he in your development? Has he been in your development? Because you're still developing. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's a... Tremendous um, teacher, and he is tremendously smart as well. He understands football and understands um, different ways of improving your game. And I've spoke with him a lot um, throughout my career about um, you know ways I could get better, um, things I could uh, address, um, and he's he's praised me for things that I've I've done well. So I think that that transparency and that relationship is uh, is great. It's the first time he's the coach, the main coach of a position group in the NFL. Why do you think he's going to succeed here? Um, he's going to succeed because he truly loves football. He's truly passionate uh, about the game, about getting better. And each and every day, you know, he's working to improve. Each and every day he's working to, to make it work. And he has tremendous communication um, with me and an authentic, um, you know, reflection to himself of, of how can he can get better. I know I could tell him if things, you know, don't really make sense or could be done better. And, and he will accept that and improve. And I greatly appreciate that. See, that sounds like you talking about you. You guys are kindred spirits, aren't you? This must be why you get along <laughs> so well, why the relationship has been so successful for both of you. Yeah, yeah. You know, he works He works very hard. His work ethic is, you know, very high, and, and I appreciate that. And you're right. That's that's what really prospers our relationship. 
Eric, what do you think this defense is going to look like? Do you have a sense, having worked with Jonathan Gannon in Minnesota, knowing Mike Zimmer's defense there? I mean, what can we expect just from a kind of an overall view of this defense? Um, yeah, you know, I'm just getting here and, you know, we're having, um, I guess, slight conversations about things. But for one thing, uh, we're going to play hard. We're going to play hard each and every down, um, every play um, until the play's finished. We're, we're going to play hard. And finally, listen, first day at the Novacare Complex, what do you do? Who do you meet? Who do you talk to? What was it like seeing the Lombardi Trophy that you guys in Minnesota were, sorry to say, for you, so close to winning in 2017? Yeah, you know, you, you come in, you, you see the facility, um, you meet everyone um, from coaches to, uh, you know, I've, I've met some chefs. I've met the player development crew. Um, you know, productions crew. You you meet everybody because everyone um, is a is a piece of the family, and everyone is a part of the family. And, and I'm grateful um, to be a part of the family. Eric Wilson, thank you so much. New Philadelphia Eagles linebacker joining me. Uh, looking forward to seeing you in 2021. Ah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Make sure you're with us throughout the next couple of weeks. Here we'll have exclusives with Nick Sirianni with Howie Roseman as we get ready for this 2021 NFL Draft on the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. I want to say thank you all for joining me here on this podcast. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Trevor Hayes, and Ray Doyle. Thanks to all of you for your participation each week. Make sure you give us a five-star review if you can. We love them. They help a whole lot. you find that link in the details section of your podcast library. Dave Spadaro here saying thanks, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. And as always, fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! Hi, I'm Fran Duffy, host of the Journey to the Draft podcast, where every week we're going through scouting reports, big boards, mock drafts, and figuring out how prospects transition to the NFL. Listen to the Journey to the Draft podcast wherever podcasts can be found.